When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Jake I'm and RK here. that steak and queso. Still thinking craving about it. it. And I have like high quality leftovers from dinner last night. I'm just like, man, maybe I just save those for later. I mean, it's just right down the street, I man. Know, it's so close. <laughs> maybe uh, we'll make a decision here after yep, this show. Yep. Um, but what's up, chat? What's up, everyone? I feel like we have got a fairly loaded show, and uh, we're gonna get a little spicy in multiple sections of Uh-oh. today's show. I better but, get ready. I better buckle in. <laughs> you better. But yesterday, well off posted a video. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Prime was asked about expectations for this year. He was asked to give a record. Coach Prime didn't do that. But uh, he gave a damn good quote All right. about what we should expect on the field at Folsom Field this year. He said, Colorado will exceed expectations. When you play against us, you're going to know that you played against us. You're going to feel it. Everybody makes a big deal about what's not here, but you need to start making a big deal about what's coming because what's coming is far greater than what's gone. Mm. Mm. Goes very well with the graphic that we made yesterday. Yes, exactly. Um, that's a banger. The, the funny thing about Colorado exceeding expectations is from who? Because the expectations are everything from one win to <laughs> 10. Yep. You know, um, but I think the national narrative, the national expectation is definitely that it's not going to like. I feel like the number one thing I've heard is like they're not just gonna all of a sudden win seven, eight games. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think going to a bowl game would exceed the national expectation. I'm about the same way. I think but also just in the way they play, they can exceed expectations. Yes. Not talking about just competing on the scoreboard, but just what we saw last year was so disjointed, so badly coached, that if it's just improved in those categories and you see guys flying around, making smart football plays, yeah. uh, making timely plays, avoiding mistakes. That alone is just got to be so exciting for the foundation being laid for the future here. It's funny you mentioned that making plays part. That was like the only thing I was watching the games for last year. Is like, man, I just want to see some of these players yeah. that I like make some plays. And it like rarely happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, rarely happened. Uh, all the way down to Jake, like if they just fit runs correctly, literally, that would be a huge improvement. <laughs> yeah. Check out the film room from last October. Yeah, it's insane um, how many areas they were inept in. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one one, in my opinion, would have been the passing game. That's going to be markedly improved immediately. I mean, you, they could have not installed a playbook. And the passing game would have been better. Yep. So I think, but I do think the national expectation is Colorado will struggle um, 
be better but struggle mm -hmm. and i think you can exceed that by winning more games than you lose absolutely i mean 500 be fantastic going out and just i mean building a lead against tcu in week one could you imagine if at any point in that game the buffs are leading everyone's losing their minds on twitter at that i know point. someone was asking me you know as we were sitting there right after the nuggets clinched a, a finals berth and uh someone was asking me like what is this place gonna look like for a big buffs game and i was like it's gonna be similar mm -hmm. like especially once a week sadly one of the better buffs bars in town is no longer around so even more people will be coming here and like just i can't wait for the sound of like a big touchdown in one yep. of those games that, that this bar is going to make or in the case of tcu that we're going to have you know in our section right <laughs> exactly um but yeah i cannot wait for the scenes when jimmy horn or dylan edwards goes 85 yards to the house mm. here at the dmvr bar and what that'll be or like. in like the student section at folsom just oh, yeah. limbs everywhere yep hell yeah um, some updates on some very prominent players that CU has been pursuing. Sean Washington. Have you seen this yet? No. He committed. Not to Colorado. Not to a Power 5 school. Not to a G5 school. Jackson not to an State? FCS school. He went to East Mississippi Community College. Interesting. Isn't that the um, last chance you last the first last chance yep. you? Interesting. Does this mean that he didn't qualify? I don't know what it means. Huh. But um, either there's got to be obviously something off the field, whether it's academics or personal, yeah, or whatever it may be that is, I guess maybe forcing his hand to go this route rather than. Go to Colorado or anywhere else, really. So did he like have an announcement graphic for this? Yeah, he put out a tweet. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I can find the tweet and I'll it's, tell you exactly yeah, what mean, he says. Said, I want to thank all the programs and coaches from various conferences that recruited me while in the portal. For where I ultimately want to be, I've decided to stay in the South this fall. I will be attending EMCC football as a full qualifier. In general, could it could be something else. In general, this is usually grades related. Usually, um, you didn't qualify for the NCAA clearinghouse or whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, and teams aren't even allowed to to bring you in. I think another factor. Someone asked about this yesterday, and someone commented on the pod after the show yesterday about you can you can transfer within the SEC. No, you can't. Not in this spring. If you enter the spring transfer portal from the SEC. You have to wait until after the fall season. Got to wait a whole year. To come back to the SEC. Wow. So I wonder if that maybe played a factor. Maybe he oh. got enough offers or enough interest from SEC schools and they were just like, look, man, we can't, can't do anything. Right. Like they literally made a rule. The commissioner made a rule that these players, if you enter the portal in the spring, you can't come back until after this next season. That's a that's a good one. So he, where was he? Georgia. Okay, now this is making more sense to me. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean qualifying, right? Um, but it could mean, like you said, he wants to be in a position to transfer wherever he wants. Yep. But while you know, stay sharp and keep playing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, his recruitment was interesting. He obviously visited and then was offered after the visit. Um, and this was right after the, the spring game? Yeah. Like a week after, I want to say? Yeah, it sounds about right. Miles um, Rouser, though. Uh, the safety out of Campbell was a four-star 2021 recruit, maybe 2022, young kid. Mm-hmm. Played one year at Campbell, entered the portal, put out a top six. Okay. Very first school at the top, Colorado. Right. Let's go. Safety U. Yep. <laughs> Oregon, LSU, Penn State, New Mexico State, well, and Tennessee. He went on an OV to NMSU not too long ago as well. I think they are a legitimate team in this. <clears throat> Why? I don't know. But this guy went to Campbell. He was a four-star recruit. He's, Why did he go to Campbell? Taste. Yeah. I don't Mexico know. Mexico State University. Let me try to guess the uh, city <laughs> yeah. here. Oh, man. I know they're the Aggies. Yep. Told well you done. I always know the name. <sighs> Give me a hint. The game between UNM and NMSU is often called the Battle of I-25. Okay, well, that doesn't help me. Uh, oh. <laughs> Albuquerque? No. <laughs> UNM's oh, no, Albuquerque. No, no, I meant the other one. Santa Fe. No, no, mm. no, no. Okay. We're, we're going way down south to Las Cruces. I knew it was going to start with a loss or something. <laughs> yep. Damn. There is literally nothing to do in Las Cruces. Dang. There is a highway in and a highway out. I mean, after they you have guys a movie beat them, theater. Do you spell it L-O-S-S Cruces? <laughs> no. Mm, you should. And I, I didn't mess with those rivalries. They were, <laughs> they were a joke. I went to the parties, though. I'll tell you that. Um, I would not have gotten that. Unlimited guesses. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you, I only know two cities. Oh, no, I also know Las Vegas, New Mexico, because my friend accidentally got stuck there. It's even worse than Las Cruces, <laughs> if you could imagine that. Um, but as a prospect, Miles Rouser, four star. Uh, his brother plays at New Mexico State, according ah, to Jay. There Brown. it is. Great pull, Jay. They are certainly in the mix. Oh, yeah. I mean, he went on an OV there, like, posted yeah. pictures about it, everything. In Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, he was a four-star, 33rd overall safety in the 2022 class. So very, very young kid from Bellevue High School in Detroit, Michigan. He is all over the map. Yeah, he is. Chaparral, New Mexico, getting a shout-out in the comments. <laughs> there you go. I honestly don't even know Chaparral, New Mexico, but... Uh, <laughs> that's new mexico for you <laughs> how many years did you live in new mexico from when i was three till 22 wow. most of my life damn i wonder how many i mean there's definitely cities in colorado that i've never heard of i'm sure yeah but i mean <laughs> truth or consequences <laughs> have you heard of that place that's a place that's a city <laughs> what silver city yeah all that one ones. at least is a normal name yep uh, <laughs> that's enough New Mexico talk today, I think. Um, okay, going back to that Coach Prime quote, what he said at the very end, what you, uh, you need to start making a big deal about what's coming because what's coming is far greater than what's gone. Keep that in mind. Uh, shout out to our friends at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. Um, they make so many cool things, polos, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, Great on the course as well as off the course. A lot of lightweight, breathable material with the uh, things that they make there, pins and aces. 
And right now you can go to pinsandaces.com, use the code DMVR, and you'll get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Um, Travis Gray, also committed to New Mexico. I forgot about that, man. Yes. Uh, also shout out to Shady Rays. It's getting marginally more sunny outside, I'd say. It's not our fault, though. Like, it's not. It's just the smoke. <laughs> it's terrible, though. Yeah, I know. It's such a bummer. Um, I do think I like saw further across downtown today than mm. I usually do. Okay. So I think we're I was at City Park out. Golf Course yesterday, and I could see the skyline, so that yeah. was good. There you go. Progress. Um, but eventually, the sun will be out in its full force, and so make sure you have your shady rays to keep you covered. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. Um, even on day one, if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a new one. No questions asked. You can go shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, you could also just go to ShadyRays.com. If you do so, use the code DMVR and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs, polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. For what it's worth to the commenter who said, um, Campbell doesn't suck like you guys think they do. I I, we, I don't think we think that. It, didn't it's just, say that. <laughs> I would venture to guess they don't land a lot of four-star recruits. I mean, this is a FCS school that landed a four-star recruit last year, and he played very well last year. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't it's, happen often. It is a rare occurrence. Yes. All right. We published uh, or posted a graphic yesterday, Ryan. Um, a lot has been talked about about all these players that have left mm -hmm. where have they actually ended up though great all this talent we're losing uh Alyssa, you realize you have noticed this though right no one's talking about it anymore no like because of this mm -hmm. like you haven't heard the mass exodus coach prime this coach prime that in weeks because people started seeing, you know, all these players posting their offers on their Twitter handles. And it was, mm -hmm. I won't throw any schools under the bus because apparently we'll get called out for that. But um, <laughs> no one's saying it anymore. No one's saying it anymore because of this graphic. This graphic um, tracking where every single player who has entered the portal since Coach Prime has got to campus... And there it is. So since Coach Prime got here, um, December was it eighth, ninth? I can't Early. remember. Fifty-five scholarship players entered the portal. Mm -hmm. Now more players than that did enter the portal that were preferred walk-ons who were either dismissed from the team or you know grad students like Chance Main who got to like have an extra year of eligibility. These are just scholarship players. In terms of the Power Five, only twelve of them have stayed in the Power Five. 18 are still uncommitted, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. It's May. We're almost in June, and they're uncommitted. Yeah, and, and it's honestly unfortunate. I really hope that these guys uh, end up finding a good home and that makes sense for them where they can get playing time. Uh, but it this, this graphic is jarring. Also, one thing uh, I feel is notable... No, there's no SEC logo on this graphic. No SEC, no ACC. Yes. Um, so you have one player going to the Big Ten, which was Jalen Sami. Um, and obviously he is reuniting with Mel Tucker there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and then the rest of these, even the Pac-12 players. So we went through it the other day, right? Yeah. Um, 
in my opinion, only one player, like all of those were lateral moves. Right. Or downward moves within the Pac-12. Except for probably Jake Wiley, you would say, going up to UCLA. UCLA. And then Nico Reed going to Oregon. Mm -hmm. Again, who knows what those guys' roles will be on that those teams. But those teams will definitely be projected to win more games than Colorado next year. Exactly. And then... um I'm pretty sure even when you look at the guys or the two guys in the Big 12, I think those are two teams that are just joining the Big 12. Like, I think one's mm. a Houston team. Yep. Um, which is Aubrey Smith going to right. Houston. Houston is just joining the Big 12. They would be number eight in the American if this right. were last year. Right, right. Um, I mean, Mountain West with four. FCS with seven. Also, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a clear step down. Of course. Not uh, even G5. You're going a whole other level down. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. It, it, I mean, the graphic, the most jarring part of the graphic is definitely the uncommitted part. Yes. Uh, that pops off the page. Uh, and then you talk about, you know, um, the, the Power 5 versus Group of 5. Uh, it's no one wants to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. No one, because this isn't, this doesn't get the big headlines. What, what's going on with Coach Prime? What, what is he doing here? What, you know, they're losing all this talent. They're losing all these players. How will they ever replace these guys in the graph or in the, uh, in the portal? Well, you see where these guys ended up. I mean, the, there's just a couple, just a couple that you would say, oh, that, that person, mm -hmm. you know, ended up in a, in a, "Quote unquote better place." Um, thank you, Vel. But uh, all honestly, all credit to Dwayne, our guy Dwayner. There we go. He killed this graphic. Downtown Dwayne Brown. Yes. Um, we'll do something on the other side. Hopefully, they can fill out these last few scholarships, and we have a more concrete roster to really present all the stats. Yep. Someone in the comments asked, "Where? How can I get that graphic?" Uh, we put it out on DNVR Buffs um, on. Twitter. It's also on Instagram. Neely. Yep. Neely put it on yep. Instagram. Um, so you can find it on social. Yep. It's also on my Twitter at Jake DMVR. Um, should I retweet this thing? Sure. So there you go. It's on top of the timeline at Buffs right now. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. Coach Prime said Mo it. More visuals coming eventually. But Coach Prime said it. Focus on what's coming in because it's much greater than what is left. Amen. Couldn't agree more. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about uh, Larry Scott or the Big 12? <sighs> Let's talk about the Big 12. So this is from Barry Trammell. He works for the Oklahoman. Headline... Is Colorado close to leaving Pac-12 for Big 12? Signs say yes. He didn't mention in the article, but when he tweeted this link out, he said a Big 12 coach told him that this could be happening soon. Um, in the article, he simply says, a Big 12 source told me last week that Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12, in quote, soon. Interesting. Um, this is kind of coming off, and this all ties together, this Larry Scott article and stuff, because he mentioned in, mentions in this article that um, we talked about the Washington State AD, I think, last week. Okay. Making uh, some quotes just about um, 
realignment yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the health of the conference, whatever. Um, in that, he said, Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, issued a variety of spending freezes in the wake of the Pac-12's financial crisis. And we'll get to this next article because it seems like Larry Scott has left the Pac-12 even more of a mess than we originally thought. Oh, God. But there's Washington State and Washington, I guess because of laws in the state of Washington, have to um, state public budgets. So that's why all this is coming out now, because they found a void in the money, obviously. Um, But many other Pac-12 schools are going to have to basically, they're left with the bag on this one. And they're gonna have to pay it um, again. As yes. for the the Big Twelve thing, mm-hmm. coach a coach seems like not the greatest source on something like that. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is not all that uh, reliable. Mm-hmm. He said coach in the tweet, but then didn't mention a coach in the article. I literally controlled F because I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> weird." Um, ESPN reportedly out on the Pac-12 that we've heard or hasn't made an offer in a while. They're not talking. Not good. Not great at all. Um, Of course, Brent Yormack, Big 12 commissioner, been very, very aggressive trying to seek expansion opportunities. Um, But then the rest of this article just talks about the Big 12's media deal and how a team like Colorado would factor in and get their piece of the pie in this new media deal from the Big 12 because this would be they would be the 17th team to join that conference. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's probably too many. We're getting there. <laughs> Especially well, I don't know, maybe you're just trying to position yourself to I mean, make yeah. it a big 3. Exactly, cuz all you need is the Big 10 to just go, "All right, Oregon, Washington, come on down and then um I don't know, we'll fold Notre Dame in for football or something." And yeah. then SEC just grabs if the ACC potentially collapses, there's teams there right. right there. Florida State, Clemson. Yep. Okay, so from John Canzano, headline, thanks for nothing, Larry Scott. Um, basically... Larry Scott, obviously, the former commissioner of the Pac-12. Yes, and he just had a uh, fetish for spending money. He loved it. Yeah. And... Now the conference members are going to be picking up the bill. So they bought a new, um, when Larry Scott was commissioner, so I don't remember exactly when this was, they built an office space for like the Pac-12 network and they mm-hmm. you know, refurbished it. Um, and it was an expensive building already. They were supposed to pay $92 million in rent to Kilroy Reality, Realty over 11 years um, for 113,000 square feet of office space and wasn't it in like downtown san francisco i think so yep downtown san francisco 363rd street um but anyways apparently in this uh agreement for this building the landlords wanted the space reverted back to what it was like the way they got it so this all this money that they put in to the studios to all the production stuff, it's gotta <laughs> you gotta spend even more to break it back down now. Oh my God. Um, also, the conference was overpaid by fifty million dollars over ten years by Comcast under Scott's leadership. 
Um, that was an entire accounting fiasco, and there was a cover-up involved, so now that's been unearthed. Oh, my God. Uh, they mentioned Washington State President Kirk Schultz and why they were talking about um, you know, tightening up on their budget this upcoming year. Apparently, uh, Larry Scott also double-dipped on salary, claimed to be a media executive as well as the commissioner, earned over $50 million in salary for himself over the years. Um, I mean, it, gets, it just gets worse. Basically, what it all comes out to, each Pac-12 school owes basically $5.7 million. To who? I guess to who the the, the realty company and just I don't know maybe paying back Comcast that can it not just come right out of Larry Scott's deep ass pockets? He mentions that in this article, the Pac-12 may end up just suing him. Yeah, they should. Um, also, Kevin Warren. I don't know if you heard this. The former Big Ten commissioner on his way to the Chicago Bears, he left about seventy million dollars in broken TV promises behind when he fled to the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, these these commissioners. I mean, college sports are just so corrupt. There's just so much shady shit going on behind the scenes. Um, Larry Scott sucks so much. And what's really sad is that the Pac-10 and eventually the Pac-12 has always been a great <coughs> sports conference. It's the conference of champions for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. most national championships of any conference uh, across all sports. And it's going to die because of Larry Scott. Yep. Um, says right here, the $10 million cost to return to downtown San Francisco Palace back into a regular office space being absorbed by the conference. $10 million? Yep. To turn this office space back into a regular office space after he spent all the money refurbishing it and turning it into studios and basically the backbone of the Pac-12 network that has been a colossal flop for the conference. It is crazy. These Pac, like, the Pac-12 never got a deal with DirecTV, ever. Yeah. This network's been around for 10 years now. Thanks, Larry. It's unbelievable. Um, all right, 247. Really quick, everyone in the comments talking about uh, Neely dropping a banger. So go after we're done here, there you make go. sure you pop over to the pregame show and, uh, and watch, because that's what I'll be doing. I saw I posted another whistle episode. Oh, let's go. <laughs> On Instagram a few days ago, 247 Sports put out their early Pac-12 recruiting grades for the 2024 class. Uh, so this includes Aaron Butler. Do you want to guess where Colorado ranks in this? This is in the Pac-12? In the Pac-12. Two. Close. I believe they're third. Okay. At worst, they're fourth. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> I'll just say, the way they formatted this graphic is a little confusing. Um, they've got Oregon at an A-plus below USC, who's an A in this graphic on the first slide. So, but so this is where the confusion comes in yeah. because Utah and Colorado both given an A. Colorado's below Utah, though. So I don't know. Well, based on the pattern we're seeing here, <laughs> the team on the bottom is the higher ranked. That's one. what I thought. So that's what we're going with. So it goes Oregon, USC. Why would you not just put out a list <laughs> like a normal 
place. They put they did the stupid Instagram thing where they have six pictures uh, and you gotta swipe through them carousel. all. Yep. So you at Oregon, USC, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, Washington, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington State. Okay. The power of Coach Prime. It's a beautiful thing. Um, firmly in third, and that's with only five, six commitments? Right. Like, they're not even close to a full class at this point yet. Uh, I think that's all I got. All right. Um, real quick word from our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker, who have been winning for Colorado families and those who have been seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. Uh, no upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case, and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Um, while saying that, they also have over 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. They have won over $1 billion for their clients. You can visit them in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins. Or you can just give them a call. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you run at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, and can even help if you're injured at work. Again, 222-2222. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Uh, only 145 likes. Let's smash that like button. Let's, Let's try go. to get, get to 200, maybe 250. It's possible. It is possible. Depends on how committed the folks are. True. Uh, also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd appreciate your five-star review, but a subscription would help out greatly. Let's get it. Who wants to talk about what today? Nicholas asking any visitors this week. I haven't seen any. Me either. I think we're gearing up for the one this camp next week, which is now less than six days, less than a week away, six days away. And then um, Coach Prime put that post out uh, yesterday. He's going to be traveling quite a bit here coming up with these traveling camps they have in yes. Atlanta and Texas. So I think uh, we're. I don't want to say we're on a recruiting pause, but in the way that we've come to know it, where they have these massive recruiting weekends on campus, not for a while. And then again, there's only eight scholarships left. Yep. For this year, obviously yep. the you know, I I'm guessing uh, game day is going to be their biggest recruiting days. So even then, for the even for this next class, it's going to be a little bit slow until they're bringing people like. I would think the Nebraska game, they're going to do something similar to the spring game where it's like you've oh, got yeah. 50 guys there. Yeah. Um, Sean asking move day this week. Yeah, there's a lot of guys moving in this week. I saw Adam Hopkins moving in this week. Um, Cormani, I think, is coming pretty soon. And then I can't remember who it was. It was a Juco transfer. Maybe it was Roderick Ward. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, yeah, like two days away from moving to Boulder, basically. Nice. So Love that. They're coming. Welcome in. They're coming. All right. Sutton Death. What do we think of Travis Gray transferring to New Mexico? Um, I'm happy for him, honestly, because it didn't necessarily look like he was going to get an, an offer to a school of you know, like a New Mexico, a G5. He was looking at FCS schools, Jackson State being one of them. Yep. 
Um, so happy for him. Obviously, it would have been cool to see him go to Jackson State, too. We saw Tyus Martin go there. Right. Um, and we'll be rooting for him for sure. But, I, I, you know, I want the best for all these guys. So that was, again, based on the offers he was posting, I didn't expect him to go to a, a place like New Mexico. And so good for him. Hopefully he starts. Um, I mean, New Mexico's just been such a wreck. The athletic department there has been just, <laughs> gosh, man. It's been so bad. So hopefully, um, I think Coach Gonzalez is the coach there. They were decent at times last year. Yeah. Um, Didn't they have like an okay quarterback who's making plays for him? Yeah, they were still running that, not like the triple option spread they were running, but they right. were really RPO read option heavy. Um, and they had a guy last year, yeah. Yep. But we wish him well. I think he can find his way onto the field pretty easily there. I mean, Good. not a high bar to clear. Uh, RK or. Osmaldonado, RK, totally off topic. Is there still that driving range in South Denver where you hit balls into the water? That place was crazy. Yeah, it's called like Aqua Golf or something, I think. Um, I've never been, but I, I do believe that still exists. I don't like that. First of all, you know the balls are weird because right. they have to be able to float. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is kind of fun, I guess, to just like try and skip it across the water and stuff. How does that feel? Is it like even like a solid hit? Like... It feels different, yeah, for sure. Let's go to City Park. Hey, Joe, is Sado committed? I haven't seen anything. He is not. Um, he is, from what we've seen recently, apparently making the switch to wide receiver. So I don't know. I don't know if that opens up his options or limits his options. I know. It's like... It doesn't make it doesn't really make sense to me other than if the reason he left Colorado is because he felt like he, you know, didn't like the way they were asking him to block and was just like, you know, I'm just over this. Let me just go play wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but what's odd about that is I just feel like mismatched tight end is his most valuable position. You just have to go to a place that saying yeah we're, we don't really care if you block we're just we want to get you matched up on a linebacker mm -hmm. he hasn't posted a single offer or any real um recruiting news since the fifth so i mean i'm sure stuff's happening behind the scenes but um who knows uh days to come are they trying to consolidate college teams to fit the new playoffs setup in terms of conference realignment? Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's uh, it's all just these teams and these conferences kind of playing musical chairs, and also each it, people in a conference like the Pac-12 just aren't comfortable with what's going on, so they're like, okay, I got to get out of here. Yep. You don't, don't want to be the last one in the burning building. It's a lot of it's all it's money at this point. Um, I, I I think the playoffs play some factor into it. I think that's why you saw teams like you uh, UCF, like Houston, go into the Big Twelve. They give themselves obviously a better shot, but um, it's all money. Yeah, about slice of the pie. How big is your slice, Anthony? Asking any word on more offensive linemen or defensive tackles committing. I mean, I think we're pretty solid on these positions. Sean, Sean Washington seemed like the last guy yep. for D-line. I haven't seen really. I mean, I've seen tackle offers for 25 and 26, but nothing recently. 
for this year. They got a lot, a lot of defensive linemen. They're good there. Yep. 15. Crazy. How's Maldonado? Any chance we see Coach Prime as Rick George's successor as AD? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... Uh, That'd be amazing. That You want to talk about dream scenarios? That's the dream scenario. Because that means Coach Prime was the coach for like 20 years. Right. Dominated, you yep. know, and you know, maybe not 20 because I don't know if Rick George wants to be doing this that long. But, um, you know, became such a important figure in the school's history that he you know then everyone wanted him to be the ad afterwards yep. then, then we've got baseball and exactly we're expanding Folsom. coach prime's recruiting for all sports exactly yes <laughs> the school's like motto just becomes i ain't hard to find yes yeah. <laughs> jamel when they put can that we... on like the crest <laughs> exactly <laughs> right under the, like the official school logo it's like in latin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jamel, when can Kormani step on campus? <laughs> I think he's technically allowed to step on campus whenever. Yep. Um, he's just got to officially be here, officially move here. Does he graduate high school? I think so. I think we're... I can't remember what the date was on that post that he made on... Uh, was it Instagram or Twitter? When he was like 15 days or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But this that was a while ago yep. already. Like Anytime. It's got to be coming up. I'll try and find it real quick. Uh, what's next? Someone's at June 3rd. Jays. Jake and RK, if you had to choose today, who would be the second string QB? Who are you picking? Staub, I guess. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And we don't know, we don't know Case and Wiseman yet. Right. He'll be exciting to see once he gets on campus. Um but Adam, yeah, it would be Staub pretty clearly. Adam posted an article. He's like on his way moving here. Let's Stop, go. Our uh, Wiseman is. Let's go. Great recruiter. Yes. Him and Talon have been killing it. CJ, do y'all think Colorado are going to switch from Nike to Under Armour when Nike contract is over? No. It's possible, though. Yeah, maybe, but... What is it? It runs through 2025, I think? It's pretty soon, yeah. Uh, that To me, that's not very soon. Well, I guess when we talk about 2026 recruits. I'll just be happy if Coach Prime's here in 2025. <laughs> I think he will. Uh, how many, like, Power 5 schools are Under Armour, though? I feel like not many. I know, I think Auburn is. There's a, there's a good few. There's a lot. I just, I feel like I see the Nike logo on almost every single one. Yeah, I mean, but. Like Bama, Georgia. For sure. All, yeah, I mean, most, if not all of the best schools are. Right. Um. There's obviously Adidas in the mix, too. I think they've kind of gotten out of that game a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I expect Colorado to stay with Nike. But Coach Prime, you know, is pushing hard for Under Armour, and he's still around when that comes up, then I'm sure that he'll get what he wants. I found an article from eight years ago breaking down every Power 5 team's apparel brand. Well, Under Armour came in pretty strong at one point and it went way up and then they came down a little bit so even in this one so this is from what what eight years ago be 2015 ish um under armor schools auburn south carolina and then boston college texas tech utah 
Maryland, Northwestern. Again, this is eight years ago, so I don't know how yeah. current these are, but yeah. there's a few. I guess I wouldn't rule it out. Jared says he found an article that says 17. It's more than I would have thought. It's less than I would have thought. <laughs> really? Yeah. But only one in the in the Pac-12? I think so. Yeah. Chris says Maine has new new balance. Wow, that is interesting. <laughs> Colorado State had Russell Athletics for a minute. Oh, there's some in here. Oh, they're they're Under Armour. Russell Athletics? Colorado, is? No, Colorado State is, is oh, really? uh, Under Armour now. Oh, okay. Um, it says apparently eight years ago Georgia Tech was a Russell Athletics yep, school. I think they were the last last one. Yep, there's the only one on here. Crazy. That it? Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all she wrote. There it is. Um, yeah, go find that graphic on DMVR underscore buffs. Give it a retweet. Give it a like. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's go buffs. Let's go buffs.